0: Hello there, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert. And you know what? You don't want your mortgage anymore. I know you don't. Nobody does, but you do want your property. But how on earth would you get rid of your mortgage aside from, wait, for 25 years and get that done. There's got to be other solutions. With solutions, you can get answers, uh, but you can't get those without listening to the professionals. So today we have Conrad Kopaz, who's investment advisor with Chippingham. And Conrad, okay, so give us the lowdown. What can your company do? How can they help people move forward to start paying down their mortgages?
1: What we do is we look at your mortgage and see how it's situated. One thing that is very important is. A lot of mortgages have prepayment privileges. So they have, you know, you can, you can only add 10%, 15%, or 20% on top of your regular payments or more on your principal. So what we do is we try and use a financial institution that allows us to pay it off much quicker. And what we do is we take your mortgage and we take it to the financial institution. And what they look at is they'll do an assessment on your home. And they'll use 80% of the loan to value of the equity in your home. So whatever your house is worth times 80% minus the mortgage or other debts on your, of your home. And they'll allow you to borrow that amount on a home equity line of credit, preferably what the typical rate is about three and a half. So prime plus 0.5. What people do with that amount is sometimes they do renovations, do their $60,000 kitchen which doesn't really give them that much unless they're planning to sell the house, vacations, or they use that money for rental properties, put a down payment on a rental property. Putting down on a rental property is probably the best scenario out of all the three that I mentioned. Another option is is taking that amount and going to TD Bank. We use TD Bank because they have this amazing three-for-one investment lending program. So for every dollar you give them, they are going to give you $3. What we do, imagine you had 100,000 on your Home Equity Line of Credit. That 100,000, if you took it to TD Bank, they would give you 300,000 at a secured rate for a total of 400,000. That 400,000 would then generate tax-efficient cash flow because we invest in something called a T-series mutual fund. The only reason we use mutual funds is because they can structure the income in a tax-efficient way. So that would cover the cost of the loan, and the difference is put towards a mortgage. So let's compare a rental property versus this. A rental property I would consider is a tax-neutral strategy because you're getting income from the tenant, and hopefully you have deductions that can cancel off any taxes that you would pay from the income that you're getting from the tenant. In this circumstance, you're actually getting a tax deduction on the investment loan, which uh, is tax deductible at your marginal tax rate. But the income that you're receiving is actually tax deferred. So it's tax efficient in the year that you receive it. That allows us to pay for the cost of the loan. And then the extra amount goes towards paying off your
0: mortgage. Okay, so we're going to break this down a bit. So That's we don't. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay, so what I'm looking at is is basically what you're suggesting is, is you're pulling equity out of your property in order to reinvest it in another mechanism, which would be this mutual fund that you're talking about. And that would be through TD, most likely, because they have the three to one ratio. So what you're hoping to do then is that while you're covering the payments on your mortgages, the additional monies that you're earning from the additional investment that you have will over excel in comparison to where you're equity in your property would be. So you're actually bringing, you're still bringing down your mortgages because you're paying your monthly payments. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your rate is very low. However, in the other kind of investment structure that you have, most likely your portfolio is receiving a higher rate of interest. What would an average interest rate be?
1: So the uh, distribution is set at 8%. Okay. So what it invests in is low to medium risk securities like TD, RBC, Enbridge, Walmart. You know, large companies that pay a dividends that have the tendency of increasing their dividends over time and have growth potential of 4 to 5%. So the average dividend in Canada, I would say for a large set company is anywhere from four to five percent, usually the low fours right now. So you're looking about four to five percent growth year over year in order to make sure that you get that it replenishes the eight percent that you are receiving.
0: So since it's a mutual fund, though, what is your locked in period of time? So once you've pulled the equity out of your financing, so you're restructuring your mortgage and pulling money out of your investment. To some degree, because you have to leave twenty percent in. That's right. In order for the bank to still consider it a conventional mortgage. That's right. Okay, so just for the public, conventional mortgages means basically that you have to have a minimum of twenty percent equity in your home. If you have less than that, then of course you're going to be a high ratio, and you'd be Canada mortgage insured, which wouldn't follow under these kind of. It would be a lot tougher. You're better to stay conventional, then you don't have insurance fees and so on.
1: We wouldn't be able to. You do wouldn't this. be. No,
0: I wouldn't think so, because then CMHC would have their guidelines. So leaving 20% in your home, having an 8% ratio on your mortgage, pulling your equity out, putting it towards into the mutual funds that could derive you between 5 and 8% interest rates. How would you be able to then pull that money out? What time frame is there like a one year, a two year, three years on the mutual funds in order for you to pull equity back out to take advantage of Maybe a prepayment privilege on your mortgage to start to bring that down, or you don't really want to. Okay. You want to just stay with mutual funds and get a higher rate and let the mortgage do its own thing.
1: Okay. So the rate is set at eight percent. Okay. So it's set like that throughout time. It is set on the value of the assets on December thirty first of every year. So what we do is we actually set up your mortgage in a revolving or readvanceable mortgage. So the line of credit goes up dollar for dollar for as much money that you put down on your mortgage. So like BMO has the BMO Ready line. Scotia has a total equity plan. If you put down $25,000 down to your principal in year one, 25000 becomes available on your line of credit up to 80% of the value of the home. So what we do is you don't necessarily want to sell a mutual fund. Because it's an asset that's generating you that extra cash flow, the whole point is to if you're already making a, a monthly mortgage payment of say like fifteen hundred dollars, this is supposed to add towards what you're doing already so if if you're in this example, if you're making you're taking out a hundred thousand dollars from your home equity, doing this three for one and investing in a mutual fund that pays eight percent set and it's a distribution, it's not an interest or dividends, it's a distribution, a tax-efficient distribution, that roughly gets you about $1,500 extra cash flow as well. So you would take that 1500 plus the 1500 and your new mortgage payment would be $3,000 in that example. So what you your hope is is that you're putting it towards the mortgage, the primary residence, because it's not tax-deductible. You're getting tax deductions on the investment loan, and your equity in your home is now building quicker compared to how it was before when you were making only $1,500 payments.
0: Right. So your tax deductions then would make the difference at this time of the year when you then file your income tax.
1: That's right. So on a $400,000 investment loan, that's including your home equity line. If it was at prime and a half, you're looking at Approximately fourteen thousand dollars in tax deductions against your marginal tax rate.
0: Right. So, well, they say that just on an average. I know when they're selling RSPs, they Mm -hmm. talk about if you if you put in twenty thousand, chances are you get ten thousand back, depending, of course, of what your tax bracket is going to be. But I guess it would be easy to surmise that it would probably be roughly around that fifty percent ratio. Not necessarily 50%. It depends on where your income is. Exactly.
1: But it works exactly like the RSP when it comes to deduction purposes. Right. So you're absolutely right when you started making that comparison.
0: So now, is there anything with. uh, I know a lot of people want to have accounts, uh, different funds for children is there any type of strategies that would gear towards that type of thing? So people are quite comfortable to pay down their mortgages, but Mm -hmm. what they want to do is they want to get involved in something that would actually set their children up a little bit easier, either for their education or maybe, you know, know, once they get older, whether Mm -hmm. or not it's like to have the availability of funds for down payments on their first property or that type of thing. Well,
1: funny enough, the RESP, which is the Registered Education Savings Plan, that the government set up to uh, for your children's education, meaning that you could put up up to twenty five hundred dollars, and they'll match you twenty percent as a contribution from the government for that. And you could also over contribute up to one year of past contributions that you might have not done. It's good for as long uh, till like age seventeen. So, say if you didn't do any contributions till age ten, you could go to age ten and put another twenty five hundred for age nine. And then the next year, you could contribute again twice to catch up on the years that you've missed.
0: Oh, so you can actually do that, can you? You can do the same thing in the RSP as well. Yeah. Like you can, yeah. Unused yeah. RSP room. Yeah, exactly.
1: But the RESP is funny enough, is when people use this strategy we were talking about, we tell them temporarily, depending on the child's age, temporarily stop your RESP contribution, put it towards the mortgage. And this is the reasoning why. When you're getting the tax refund from the investment, so you, as you're getting that tax deduction, now you're getting a refund for it. Right. Use that refund to put it into your RESPs and now get the government grant of 20% from the government. So you're using government money mm-hmm. to get a government grant. Instead of having to put your money down,
0: you know what amazes me? It really does. Is that you know, Conrad? There's so many different unique ways that you can work with your investments and your monies, and but it's not always out there. You know, like it's not like you can open up the Toronto Star and read an article and all of a sudden learn this information. And that's why people need to have good investment advisors so that they could find out the different opportunities, and in particular grants. Mm-hmm. No idea that there was grants out there for that. You're listening to Linda Pinazzato here at The Condo Expert. I'm speaking with Conrad So He's an investment advisor with Chippingham Financial Group. And if you have questions, you can actually email Conrad. And, and actually, you give out the email here, Conrad. Sure, <laughs> it's,
1: so it's K-K-O-P as in Peter, A-C-Z at Chippingham.com.
0: Excellent. So you're listening to Linda Pinizzotto. We'll be right back.